welcome to episode 63 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I am your co-host, Heather. I was pointing at you. I'm Charlotte. <laughs> I'm looking and I'm like, I don't see anybody pointing. What is happening? <laughs> okay, you're, you're pointing at the cat. Your, your co-host today is going to be uh, Regina. That's Katie. Yeah. Katie, Katie. Katie. If Regina's you are not closet. watching us on YouTube now, this is your You're chance. Totally yeah. Because this oh, was fantastic. Um, so that was Katie. Now she's gone. Um, I'm Charla. <laughs> and I'm Sarah. Do we need to pause while you ladies go grab some form of caffeine? Anything? I don't know. No, I'm good. I got it right here. Well, welcome back. How are you girls today? Good. I'm frozen. I just need everybody to know it was 41 degrees here in LA when I woke up this morning. Wow. And I cannot handle that kind of weather anymore. I've outgrown it. Wow. <laughs> well, I think we should jump right into the news, right? Since there's a ton. In typical Disney fashion, the second Charlotte hit published on this, there was an email of blah, 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 blah. Like it was just tens of thousands of news released last week so i guess we should start with rise of the resistance <laughs> it opened it Yay. opened <laughs> and it broke and, it and broke. then it opened again and then it broke <laughs> in typical disney fashion it opens and it broke 70 times the first day it's just, it's what they do they can't test it you know it's just, it's a new thing so it's it's growing pains right but you've both heard the reviews it's supposed to be incredible people love it people love it love it losing their minds over it yeah that's what i've heard i've heard that it's amazing and it's the best ride we've ever been on and blah, blah, which is fantastic because that's what everybody said about uh, flight of passage and that's a great ride too so yeah i'm completely ready by the way for everybody to go to for all those crowds that are riding my beloved flights of passage and shift to rise of the resistance right? so that i can yeah. actually get on flights of passage so. please be over there and free up the rest yeah. of the park for me leave my park alone yeah <laughs> but um, yeah it's a big hit though and every like i don't watch videos of it because i want to see for myself but mm -hmm. if you want to see it there's plenty of videos out there Plenty of really, really good pictures, too, that I'm trying to avoid. Um, but everybody just absolutely is gone yeah. nuts over it. Yeah. I don't mind the occasional still picture, but I don't want to see the ride-through video. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see that. No, I, don't I actually to. like ride-throughs. I'm that person that likes to see. Like, I just get really, really excited one. about it. Okay. <laughs> I'm that one. But I will say I haven't watched any of this ride because I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> not that I'm not excited to ride the ride. I am. I just, I don't know anything about the movies, the stories, the characters. It's completely lost on me. So I don't really care what happens. I'm just going to go experience it and enjoy it for what it is, as opposed to hyping myself up over it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but I am loving all of the videos and reviews of people trying to get into the park. So <laughs> also in typical Disney fashion, the rollout is just a mess and there's lines and crowds everywhere and their boarding group system isn't really working because you said those are gone by what, Sarah, 7 a.m.? Yeah. Like, and, and you're only allowed once. Like there's no getting your boarding group, getting off the ride and then hoping to get in again. Like they've now locked down you get one ride per day period if yeah. you can get one ride per day there is nothing i love in this world enough to be up at 4 a.m on vacation to like get in line for a ride and like and not even guaranteed just hope and that's not even getting in line for the ride that's just to be able to enter the land like it's i don't know that's a little bit much for me well no the boarding groups are for 
the actual the ride? ride. Yeah, okay. the boarding groups are for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing the boarding groups into the land early yeah. on at okay. Disneyland, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's They're for the actual ride this time, but you can't get it until you get to Hollywood Studios. So you need to be there at like the no. crack of dawn. So, you know, yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. And this morning I saw somebody said like boarding group eight was boarding and somebody said, what's where having a boarding groups one through seven. The cast member was like, we're starting with eight today. So who knows if there's maybe there was one through seven that missed out this morning. I don't know, but oh that's beyond my scope. It's going to take a couple of weeks, just like it was for, you know, um, smugglers run and, and then it'll be fine. But yeah. like, come on, Disney, you, this, you've invented lines you've and you're the one that before. figured out crowd control. What is it that you just can't yeah. figure out how to do this lately? But yeah. it'll be okay. Yeah. Um, and then they also announced uh, that Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is scheduled to open. Um, the opening date is March 4th. I'm kind of excited about yeah, this I'm one. excited. Why am I not more excited about this ride? I can't quite put my finger on it. Because it's not a big thrill ride. It's not something that's like mind-blowing <laughs> compared to everything that's opened at Hollywood Studios, I think, in the last year. Plus, let's be honest, we're all a little sad that they took away great movie ride. Yeah, I think that's it. I'm not over... I'm not over them. I'm, I'm super yeah. bummed about that. The only reason that I'm kind of like, okay, I understand. Like, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Easter eggs because one of the Imagineers that is working on this project, her very first job in the college program was on the great movie ride. And she's like, look, I don't want it to go away either. But if it has to, I'm really glad I'm working on it because I'm going to treat it with the respect. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's her yeah. Disney memory too. So yeah. when she told me that, I was like, Okay, thank you, Amy. That makes me feel <laughs> <all> better. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Um, Mickey Mouse is my favorite character, and I'm excited to see a ride dedicated to Mickey Mouse. I don't know. I'm yeah, like I'm totally, I'm totally in for that aspect of it. I guess I just still feel a little weird about it being in Hollywood Studios. Yeah. That's well, they took Hollywood's... away Toontown. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hollywood it's... Studios is not anything anymore. It's yeah. like Disney. Imagineering lately has, at least in my opinion, forgotten their roots. They've forgotten about storytelling. They've forgotten how to be cohesive and set an environment. And now it's just, let's throw in these IPs that we now have and they're really big and they're making us a lot of money and bam, here you go. And that doesn't mean that they're not okay. But tell me what Toy Story and Star Wars and Mickey Mouse has to do with the Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster over at the end of Sunset Boulevard. Then this is no more, this is no longer a park about Hollywood and making movies. Right. I, I agree with that. I completely agree with that. And they're yeah. doing the same thing out here at California Adventure. They're like, eh, there's something that's not really working about this park. We're just going to throw on Marvel because we can't throw on Marvel back east. So here you go. Right. And it's, wait, what does that have to do with, like, this part over here about Napa Valley or whatever? Right. So Yeah, what does that have to do with California? <laughs> Nothing. But it doesn't mean that the rides aren't fun and that they're not great. It's just they have really lost their way with their incredible storytelling, which, if I'm honest, is what has set them apart from other theme parks around yeah. the yeah. world. And before we start getting emails and shade, um, we're not saying we don't love the rides. Like, maybe the runaway train is going to be the best thing since Slice, but I don't know. So I'm not objecting to new rides. I'm not even objecting to them necessarily of, of getting rid of or upgrading older rides. Like I'm, you know, if the great movie ride were being replaced with something that was really story driven and appropriate to the park, 
I would be okay with it. Um, but yeah, I think I'm sort of resonating. We're just resonating a little bit with the fact that once upon a time, the rides that went in the parks made sense for those parks. And that doesn't seem to be the case much anymore. So I also don't understand why it's in the Chinese theater. Like, go ahead and redo the, the facade then and take it and make it my point. the yes. Chinese theater and yeah. make it something themed to Mickey. But hey, what do I know? Not much. Yeah. I'm just here on a podcast talking right. about it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, another big Star Wars news um, that I think a lot of people have been waiting for is the Star Wars Hotel. Sarah, do you want to tell us about that? Is sure. I mean, we news? don't. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's news, but not news. We kind of knew this already, but officially, the Star Wars Hotel is. And I love when they're like, you know, opening date for Star Wars Hotel. No, no. Opening year <laughs> announced for the Star Wars Hotel. We know that it's opening in 2021. We don't know when in 2021. We don't know if it's early 2020, December 31st, 2021. We, we don't know. Um, but in case you have no idea what we're talking about, this is a hotel that is being built right adjacent to Hollywood Studios and will have a private entrance into Galaxy's Edge. And we did get a little of the concept art of the um, entrance to the hotel and the sort of transport system, which does look really cool. Like this part I'm excited about. Um, there is a private transport that takes guests from the hotel directly into Galaxy's Edge. And it's not just like you walk through a really cool hallway. Like it's an actual vehicle kind of thing, which looks pretty neat. So, so sometime in 2021, and I'm assuming we'll be able to book that starting in the summer of 2020 when they open 2021 bookings, but. Fingers crossed. If they even have an opening date, right, <laughs> they yeah. may not have a date. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I still think that looks really cool. I, I know that the price tag coming along with it, they've speculated on it. I don't mm. love Star Wars enough to pay for that price tag, but the, the thought is really cool. Like you do that yeah. for Alice in Wonderland and I am in. You know <laughs> what I mean? I mean, I think if you're a real Star Wars fan, this is fantastic. Like I have no issue with this hotel whatsoever. Like I think this is great. It makes sense because of Galaxy's Edge. You know, I think that it does really look like they're trying to create, like, you know, we were just complaining about Disney not doing storytelling and immersive experiences. This is where they're doing it right now. Like, this is where they are actually doing it. So it's not my thing, but I think it's fantastic for people who who really love Star Wars. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I mean, we, to be honest, we would all go spend the night at the Harry Potter Hotel if they open that. Uh, you know? I would get yeah. to the Harry Potter Hotel. Especially yeah. if there is a Dobby that appears in my room and gets me whatever right? I want every night. But like, not a person dressed as Dobby. I need Dobby there yeah. that appears Absolutely. on the foot of my bed. Yeah. I mean, we would, I mean, so there's definitely a market for this Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think there is. A hundred percent. I think it's going to be sold out every night. Like, yeah. I really do. I think of course it's going it will to be, be really very popular. And I'm thrilled and um if universal would like to build a harry potter hotel i'm in <laughs> sign me but up let, let's be honest here disney's got to do this right and it can't be what they did with galaxy's edge and say hey we're opening this land and you're going to be in a new land and there's going to be people that live there work there and, like and you interact with all these characters and then it didn't happen because of budget cuts if i'm going to be paying like a thousand dollars or five thousand dollars or whatever it is for a two-night stay here I better be immersed and I better have actors that are interacting with me and there better be a storyline yeah. and it better be like the murder mystery episode of Saved by the Bell where I am locked in this place <laughs> and this is a whole world you built around me. 
that's what I need this to be. Secret <laughs> passageways like that one? How's that? Yes. Get out of it. Oh my gosh, tell me that wasn't the coolest thing ever. I wanted yeah. to be yeah. in that mansion so that bad. That was a good one. You're right. That's, you're right. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> Oh, I have to go watch that. That's what I'm doing with my afternoon, everyone. I've abandoned all work. I'm going to be watching all the episodes. Of it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yes, shut up. Yeah. Oh, that's really what I'm doing because I have a new couch now. So forget it. We've lost. That's it. We've lost her. Charlotte, why don't you tell us about the new World Showcase adventure coming to Epcot? <laughs> okay, so uh, in World Showcase, we know there's the Agent P adventure, which um, was formerly Kim Possible, and then it became Agent P, and now it's going to be DuckTales. Woo! <laughs> so I'm very excited. I think this is going to be a really fun uh, uh, thing, because the, the Agent P game and the Kim Possible game were a lot of fun, so DuckTales is going to be great. I am so on board for this. And if I do not hear woo walking around Epcot yes. every 30 seconds, it would be so sad. Like, <laughs> it has to be in there. My only, only complaint about this, and I get why that they did this, I hate that you have to use your own phone for this now. Oh, so, it's so funny. I was just going to say, I love that you get to use your own phone for this now. I hate it because I my battery drains. I'm using my phone in the parks and now it's like, oh god, how many more batteries do I have to pack just so I can go play yeah. DuckTales? Because I'm playing yeah. it. Absolutely. It's just I. it's so much easier when they gave you the little thing. You throw it back and that's it. And I get it. It's cheaper for them. It's easier for them. But I hate having to drain the battery on my phone. I hate it. Yeah. I feel you on that one. I am older than you guys. So DuckTales is not a thing for me. Like, I don't know anything about it. I don't, I don't my know if I've ever seen an episode. Thing after school. Yeah. But well, I love Impossible and Agent P. So um, hopefully it's, you know, the same sort of level of things. Because yeah. I, those are, I think, it's one of the most overlooked things in Epcot. I, I believe people walk right by it. They don't know what it is and they keep going. And it's so much fun. Yeah. I'm so much fun. Yeah. The, the old DuckTales I did not watch. Um, I just wasn't a thing for me. So much better than this one. The so new much. one, I've seen most of them, um, at least that are out because my husband and daughter like them and I think they're cute. So I think it, this is going to be really fun. It's a, it's a good concept. Uh, I'm excited about it. So, again, if they're going to be putting in characters and all this in World Showcase, might as well be something that's really fun and educational and entertaining at the same time. So yeah. it's, cool. it's all good. So, Did you guys see that they released uh, the ride vehicles for Ratatouille Adventure and Tron? Yes. Were you guys really excited about yeah. it? Yeah, I, I well, love that they released, this is my take on it, they released this to the American audience, like this is such big news, and look at what our ride vehicles are going to look like. They are exactly precisely. like the ones in France and the Tron light cycle yeah. in Shanghai. I mean, yeah. there's literally nothing different, like to the point where I took out my phone and pulled up the pictures that I took while I was in both of those parks and went, yep, that's not news. That's yeah. great. It's just yeah. a carbon copy. <laughs> I'm, look, I am okay with that because I've heard nothing but the best things about the Tron cycle. And Ratatouille was incre an incredible I ride. So the fact that it's a carbon copy, I'm really okay yeah. with. Really okay with it. So yeah, me too. I just like that they build it as news when it is not, in fact, news. But it's, it's great. New, it's news for people who haven't been to you know Disneyland yeah. or Shanghai Disneyland. It's news for you know. It's I get it. I get it, you know. Still look up the pictures. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
than I was in that the video. Little, I mean, the little ride vehicles for Ratatouille. Like, I swear, all three of us, like, we came around the corner and all three of us at the same time went, oh! <laughs> I just like when you finally, like, get into, like, the yeah. loading area and they have, like, the, like, the, the Ratatouille music and you're just like, oh, like, I just feel yeah. like I'm in Paris. I mean, you yeah. are in Paris, but, like, yeah. oh, it, it was so dreamy. Um, and then, oh, Disney Cruise Line and Adventures by Disney uh, were named Best for Families, Best Experiences for Families in one of the, the Cruise Critics Editor's Pick Awards. It's the fourth year in a row. So, yay, congratulations. Absolutely nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. If you're going to see the work. I just, I love ABD and Disney Cruise Line. Mm-hmm. So that's that's good. It's I like that they get the accolades and they're they're being recognized they for should. it. So. I mean, yeah, they, they're well-earned. So congratulations to them. Did I miss anything? What other news? I feel like there's so much. Two other things. Um, so the Disney Cruise Line Terminal, uh, Terminal 8 at Port uh, Canaveral, yeah. uh, is going to be getting a massive overhaul beginning in early 2020. Um, I don't know. I don't know if either of you guys read about if they're going to be moving terminals temporarily yeah. or what they're going to be moving. They're going to be notice. moving to Terminal 10 temporarily. Okay, okay. Um, because it was just going to be that they were going to be doing construction on days that there was no ship in port, but now it's going to be a a more comprehensive, more massive overhaul than that. So it's going to be terminal 10. Um, but I mean, the thing is with Port Canaveral, number one, if you take the Disney bus, you're going to have no problem. Number two, if you drive your own car or take a taxi or anything, um, it's going to be very simple to get there because it's going to, the signs are digital. They can just move them. So, you know, you might not get to see the really cool terminal, but I think it does need an overhaul. I, once I, once I saw the news, I was like, yeah, it really does need it. So, yeah. Yeah. Especially with the new ship coming in, it's going to be being used more days of the week. And, um, so I'm excited because Disney Cruise Line, I think does such a fantastic job with their terminals and, other cruise lines have really been stepping up their game. Like Royal Caribbean has a new terminal, you know, that's really amazing. And, um, you know, there's been some real improvements in sort of terminal technology. Um, so I'm excited to see what Disney Cruise Line does because you yeah. know they're going to knock it out of the park. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we have the opening dates for the new movie in Canada, the new movie in the land, and the Beauty and the Beast sing-along in France. Those are all going to be opening on January 17th, uh, same time as the Festival of the Arts starts. So. And... If you're like me, don't panic. They are not getting rid of Impressions de France. They're it's coming remastering back. it. They're remastering it. So it's going to be clearer and the audio is going to be better. And they are alternating the two films because I, I kind of just lost my cool a little bit. I'm like, do we really need a Beauty and the Beast sing-along yeah. in France? But it's okay. We're fine. Yeah, don't panic. And in fact, Impressions de France got a 4K upgrade. So mm-hmm. even better. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited for the um, new Canada movie because it's narrated by Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. And I'm so excited. I can't even stand it. They just redid, like, that movie wasn't that old when they just updated it with Martin Short. Like, compared to some of the other movies in Yeah, in the relatively showcase, speaking. I would yeah. say it's only, like, 10 or 12 years old. It's not that old. So I was yeah. surprised when they were redoing it. But I'm sure it's going to be great. Oh, yeah. I love them. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all of the news um so coming up we are continuing our segments or our pieces on the the disney resort levels last week we did the value resort so this week we're going to tackle the moderate resort okay ladies let's dive into it we are talking moderate resorts this week and disney is very creative they are the middle level of the resorts. <laughs> no 
no hiding what they are. So they are building off what is offered at a value resort, but they're not quite to the deluxe level in terms of accommodations and amenities. Um, right now there are four moderate resorts. We're not counting Grandestino as one, right? So that's an interesting question. Uh, Grandestino is technically part of Disney's Coronado Springs, so I would lump them together, but... I'm counting it as part of Coronado Springs. It's kind of just, I don't know. Well, there's I'm, four. I'm counting it together because it's kind of like Alligator Bayou and Magnolia Bend. It, yeah, that's yeah. how I think of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we have Disney's Coronado Springs. We have Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. And then we have the two Port Orleans resorts, Riverside and French Quarter. Um, I guess let's talk size first of these resorts because they tend to be some of the bigger resorts on property. Some of them, not all of them. Um, but Caribbean Beach, for example, is massive. I don't know how many rooms off the top yeah. of my head they have, but that place is huge. It takes forever to yeah. walk from like the front desk to like the very back of the resort. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. Riverside um, and Caribbean Beach, I believe, are the same in the same in terms of like room size and actual property acreage. So they those are the two biggest, I believe. And Coronado's if it's not the same, there. it's close. It's really close. Yeah. I, especially with the the Grand Destino Tower now. Mm -hmm. I like I've, it's a lot of walking. I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast briefly before, but one time I was staying at Coronado and I checked in and they called somebody to help me with my bags and they came with a golf cart and they're like, okay, we're going to take you to your room because that's how far my room was from the front desk is I needed a golf, uh, golf cart yeah. to get there. Yep. This is another reason we say get a preferred room if you can, because they are um, they are definitely the closest ones. So, so Riverside has two thousand and forty eight rooms. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. But uh, for those of you who are averse to walking or need something more intimate, or you don't want to spend, you know, five bus stops worth of time waiting to get to a theme park. French Quarter is tiny. It's probably one of the smallest resorts at Disney World. Mm -hmm. Everything is super walkable. Even if you get a standard room, which we mentioned is technically at the back of every resort, it's a five minute walk at most. Yeah. You know? There is no preferred room at right. French Quarter, which is, yeah. that, that tells you how small it is. They're, the preferred category doesn't even exist. They don't need it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now they have other upgraded categories. You yeah, know, they have garden view and pool view and river view, but they uh, don't need a preferred. So, yeah, yeah. But the the rooms at the moderate resorts are obviously a little bit bigger than the ones at the value resorts, which I like because you know you're going with a family of four, maybe five. There's a lot, you know, it's a lot of people in one tiny little room when you're used to being in maybe a whole house together. So these rooms do have two queen beds, mm -hmm. uh, two two queen beds, none that fold out down from the wall. So you have a bit of a space, and at certain ones you can actually book a king bed too if you would like. So that is a bookable category that you can actually reserve, and you are guaranteed a king bed, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, you pay more for the king bed in this case, but sometimes you know. worth it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what's really cool is that some of the moderate resorts, they can sleep up to five, which that helps a lot of families. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually wrote a blog post this week about that yep. and including the uh, moderates. So Caribbean Beach, 
Coronado uh, and Port Orleans Riverside both have a trundle, uh, it, not a trundle anymore. It's a Murphy style pull down yeah. bed. It's a twin mattress. Banquette bed, they call it, is yeah. the official term. Yeah. What is so, it? A banquette bed. B A N Q U E T T E. Banquette yeah. bed. Well, that's interesting because when I think of a banquette, I think of like a booth. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this is different from the Innova bed tables. This is just a twin mattress soup that uh, pops down. And it's really cute. Behind behind the bed, there's a little uh, scene of, like, Pluto sleeping or something like that. It's really, yeah. really cute. It's different in each one. So those are in the just standard rooms at Caribbean Beach and um, Port Orleans Riverside. Coronado Springs has some suites that sleep six, but those are, like... You might as well pay for like three deluxe rooms or something like that yeah, if you're going to do that. So, um, just to be clear, though, they're not in the standard rooms at Port Orleans Riverside. They're in the standard view fifth sleep. Right. Yes. Right. So it is a specific category now, and that's relatively new because it used to just be. Yeah, I feel like over the last all preferred year. rooms were in Alligator Bayou, so all preferred rooms had fifth sleepers, and that's yeah. I guess not the case anymore. So now it's standard view, garden view, preferred room, fifth yeah. sleeper is the category. And I, which is also confusing because if you go to try and book a family of five, you can put them in a standard view. You don't have to do the flip sleeper. So I don't know how it works exactly. Not anymore for 2020, though, I thought. Okay. Yeah, for 2020, they're changing that, actually. But yeah. the good news is, like, let's say you have um, two teenagers or, like, what Sarah said last week where she gets this – queen bed and sean gets a queen bed and ryan gets the other bed then yeah. that's the perfect reason to book the fifth sleeper mm-hmm. is if you don't and they're not that much more um they're really not so if you just have somebody and you want an extra bed so that people don't have to share then get that fi- go ahead and get that fifth sleeper it's a um really good way to spread out a little bit more and make things more uh, I'm going to caution people though that are maybe a party of five adults or even four adults oh, yeah don't no, don't sure. do it do, yeah. the, the, these beds are tiny and they yeah. are meant for children Charlotte said they are twin beds I feel like they are smaller than twin beds I am five one people I am a tiny human and I just about fit on that bed yeah. Like just about, they are small. So if you're thinking you have a party of five adults, you are not fitting in there. And whoever gets on that bed will be miserable. <laughs> yeah, I think they do list them as twins, but I would need to see measurements. Like yeah. I don't think I don't think they really are. Yeah. I really don't think that they are standard twin beds. They are tiny. Yeah. Um, but it is a really nice option. So you know, if you are that family of five and you have the tiny little toddlers that can't quite fit into the pack and play anymore this is a fantastic option for you yeah yeah um and go ahead uh, so the rooms at um french quarter and uh the regular rooms at coronado springs sleep four guests so up to four they, i want to use disney's terminology up to four guest adults um and coronado springs does have some suites that sleep up to eight guests which is Great, but they're the more executive suites, the business side of the hotel where the um, convention center is and things like that. They are not cheap. And when I say not cheap, I mean like over $1,000 a night for these executive suites. So, well, you can do it there. And by all means, that's that's great. You, You know, you might as well do a two bedroom villa and get a kitchen and all that stuff because you don't get the other stuff. Yeah. So Coronado's different 
sorry to cut you off, Sarah. Coronado mm -hmm. is different in that it's a convention resort. Of course, yeah. there are tons of families that stay there and everybody's on vacation, but it does come with an attached convention center, which is usually reserved for deluxe resorts. So you are going to find a lot of business travelers there. Um, and some of them do like those suites. So that's why that they're on offer at this yeah. resort. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the Grandestino Tower Rooms for a second, mm -hmm. though, because they're a little bit different right? Um, different categories and different... Um... Well, this was really, really great on Disney's part um, because this is the first time concierge rooms have been introduced into a moderate resort. So Coronado had them before. Coronado had the business club rooms before, um, but they had done away with them about two or so years ago. And I was yeah. devastated because the, that was the best deal going was yeah. that executive club or business club or whatever they called it, which is kind of like a club level within the moderate. That was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And they got rid of it. I was so sad, <laughs> but they brought it back with the Grand Destino yeah. Tower, which I was really excited about. So, you know. yeah. When I was looking at that for that post last week, I was like, I thought Coronado had these rooms because I was yeah. looking for their junior suite and all this but stuff. It was and like, like, oh, yeah. It was like a yeah. weird, like it wasn't like a full on concierge lounge, was it though? Like it was kind of like tucked away and like not full amenities. It wasn't the same as a deluxe resort, but they mm -hmm. did have, you know, continental breakfast mm -hmm. and they did have little snacks and drinks and things. And they did have a lot of the amenities of, of a deluxe club level uh, once upon a time. And it was only like. 50 bucks extra a night or something like that. Like it was not some astronomical amount that you were paying for. Um, it was great. It was, there was only one and it was pretty small. Again, it wasn't comparable to a deluxe club level, but for a moderate, it was a great perk for the right, mm. you know, for the right guest. Yeah. I'm sure that had to do with, they had gotten a lot of feedback from those convention people, the convention guests that were like, Hey, this is what we're used to when we go here and so they were taking that feedback and kind of upgrading the amenities which is why we're seeing all of this and and the new tower and all of yeah. that yeah 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 also so, the, the new tower has a rooftop bar so that's fun <laughs> but you know, let's, i really want to go i really want to go over there um it's just, no, we I haven't had a chance I mean, you know and when we were there last month it was so cold too like it's just it's that's a warm weather type of situation because, okay. um, and we we'll talk about the dining options later. But Coronado has recently, up uh, and, and Caribbean Beach upgraded all of their their dining options, which is really nice. Um, but back to the rooms at Grand Destino, they are a little bit different. Um, so they have standard rooms, but then they also have the club access rooms, and then they have suites there as well. Mm -hmm. And do their stand the standard rooms at Grand Destino still only sleep four though, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. But they do have some that are um, like that are smaller like, than they do. It's really cute. I think no, you guys are thinking that's of the Riviera. Riviera Resort. That's Riviera. That Those are the, the tower studios. studios. That, yeah, the tower studios that sleep too. That's Riviera. Yeah. I, I always make I always make that same okay. mistake too, but it's okay. Riviera. Yeah. They both the, the resorts have are opening around the same. Yeah. yeah. They're true studios, but. Um, What's really confusing to me is that the, is the fact that they have named the two bars all, almost identical names on the rooftop. It's yes. Topolino's and what's the other one? I don't even know what the one at, at, at Grand Casino is. I don't know. They're like the same. It's it's so confusing. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Let's talk dining then at the moderate resorts um, because that's the most important part of a hotel, I think. Um, but so they have upgraded options over the value resorts. Last week, we told you value resorts only have food courts. Well, the moderate resorts have food courts. But they also have 
maybe a sit-down restaurant, they have dedicated bars and or lounges as opposed to just a pool bar. They have the pool bar and something else. So you're going a step up in the amenities here. So three out of the four moderate resorts have sit-down restaurants. Port Orleans French Quarter is the only one that does not. It only has a food court, but it does have a lounge and a pool. And the lounge has a slightly more extensive food menu than Mm -hmm. some of the other lounges in the moderate resorts do. So Scat Cat's Lounge has, you know, a Mm -hmm. pretty good menu. And they finally started bringing back uh, live music there recently, which finally, because they used to do it all the time, it used to be a jazz club, Scat Cats, right? Um, It's New Orleans. And recently they've started bringing back um, nightly performances, which I think is fantastic because, I don't know, it's a moderate, so it should have something a little bit more upgraded. And it had a table service restaurant once upon a time, and it was Mm -hmm. fantastic. Fantastic. I loved it so much. Um, but they got rid of it and I was very sad when that happened because I really liked it. But they have beignets. And so that's really all you need in life. <laughs> if anybody has never gone to Port Orleans French Quarter and tried the beignets, please do so. They're excellent. Yeah. And they have boozy beignets now, which I have mm-hmm. not tried yet. But it, like the concept sounds good. They insert, you know, um, whatever the filling is, but it has like an alcohol flair to the filling. So you just that kind of little hint, which I think is wonderful. Yeah. The beignets are just as good, if not better, than the ones in New Orleans. So I'm my favorite. Don't wear darker colors though. Don't wear dark colors. And um if you're from New Orleans, don't don't come for us. Charla said it. That's Charla. (laughs) I I stand by it. I stand by it. So Charla at DisneyParkPrincess.com. Well, I haven't been to New Orleans well, yet, so I can't compare. I haven't either, so I'm not going to. I'm not the worst that it can one. happen. You make me go to both places and eat more beignets. <laughs> How about somebody from New Orleans sends us all beignets so we can taste test? Cafe du Monde sells a, sell their mix, a beignet right? mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they do. They're, that's really good, too. So It's not the same as going there. No. I feel like. No, not at all. But it's it's also good, so. Um, anyway Um, go ahead (laughs) one of my favorite things about the those two resorts while or uh while we're on the the subject of french quarter and riverside is the boat to disney springs so um that is the a really good way to get to disney springs it's a nice relaxing ride if you want to go between the two resorts too you can walk or you can take that boat and it's really fun so And the um, for people who don't know, Port Orleans French Quarter and Port Orleans Riverside used to be one resort known as Dixie Landings. They then divided them into two separate resorts. However, what? No, they were two, they were always two separate resorts. Port Orleans Riverside was Dixie Landings, and Port Orleans French Quarter was Port Orleans. And then I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, they kind of not joined them, but like gave them a cohesive name. That these that are the Port Orleans okay. Resort, Riverside, and French Quarter. Because I remember is, I stayed at Disney Dixie Landings. My point is that these are the only moderate resorts that allow pool hopping. In fact, they're one of the only resorts at Disney mm-hmm. that allows pool hopping. So you yes. can use the amenities at both. So yeah. if you, you know, if you're staying at Riverside, but you want to check out the really cool dragon slide at French Quarter, mm-hmm. you can do that. Which is a very fun slide, by the way. Yeah, it's a yeah. really fun slide. Yeah. yeah. The um, Dubloon Lagoon. <laughs> I don't know why that just popped into my head, but it makes me giggle. Yeah. Um, but like we were talking about before with the upgraded amenities and the new restaurants, Caribbean Beach and Coronado Springs have just recently undergone massive renovations, right? So uh, 
Coronado Springs was putting in Grand Destino Tower. Caribbean Beach was redoing their entire waterfront and getting ready for the new Skyliner that just went in. So in the midst of doing this, they've created tons of new restaurant, uh, restaurants and lounges at each of these resorts. So now you have waterfront dining, different lounges, a rooftop lounge. Um, and unfortunately, I haven't been over there to check any of them out yet, but I remember when they were releasing these menus for both resorts and I was going, oh my gosh, this looks incredible. And yeah. it's it's like, you know, craft cocktails at this place. This one's got this fancy breakfast over here. Like, it's just, it looks incredible. Yeah. I flew over it on the, uh, on the Skyliner recently. And first of all, this was, I, I'm still not sold on the Skyliner, but getting a bird's eye view of Caribbean Beach was one of my favorite things about it. Because I was like, wow, that resort looks completely different. Completely different. Completely different. Like, and I've heard Sebastian's the new restaurant is supposed to be fantastic. So, I've heard that too. I've heard um, the new waterfront dining and then um, whatever the one in the middle of the lake is. El, El Lago, Lago Dorado. Coronado yeah. is fantastic. Like, I, which they had already had upgraded um, restaurants and lounges anyway because of the convention, but now they have all of this. Like, it just looks Maybe great. our next trip should be um, like club level at Coronado. Yeah, because that's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. uh, so um, I looked it up. The, roof, the rooftop restaurant is um, Toledo. So you have Toledo it. there and Topolino's it. Yeah. So. <laughs> just to make sure that we stay completely confused. Yeah. Uh, that's Disney's yeah. favorite thing to do. um Um, oh before we forget i know i'm going to double back here a little bit but the rooms at the moderates they have uh at port orleans riverside and caribbean beach there are themed rooms um which we didn't touch on but uh it's kind of like a fun little thing to you know if you have big pirates fans you love your kids love pirates of the caribbean caribbean beach has pirates themed rooms um where you walk in and you're sleeping in a pirate ship and everything is themed to that or if you have little princesses i know my niece a few years back when she was little loved these rooms the uh royal guest rooms at port orleans riverside where princess tiana has decorated these rooms to welcome her princess friends and all of her princess friends have left you know little trinkets behind or whatever so the faucets are shaped like the genie's lamp from aladdin and those headboards that light up with the fireworks where my niece oh, I love the headboards. for an hour <laughs> pressing it over and over again but I think those are adorable. I would do that too. I don't blame yeah. her. <laughs> I do that at the Disneyland Hotel. Yeah. So I don't know why. It's... Finally, my rooms... mom was like, Nadia, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, those rooms, though, they do only sleep four. So yeah. that's something to consider. And the pirate rooms, in addition to being oh. in a, the on the other side of the world, they are full-size beds, the double beds, not yeah. the queen beds. Uh, they, they didn't get that upgrade when the rest of the resort did. Yep. But they oh my gosh, they are super cute. The, they couldn't fit into the pirate ships. So yeah. they needed the smaller ones. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But they are super cute. And I highly recommend staying in one if you are inclined because they're they're really adorable, both both of them. So yeah. yeah. But like you said, they are in the they are at the very back of the resort. So be prepared for a long walk or or these resorts do have internal buses. I should mention all the, the three larger resorts have internal buses that basically their job is to just go from bus stop to bus stop within that resort to take you from point A to point B. So you would just get on the closest bus stop to your room and then you can take it maybe to the front if you're wanting to go to the food court or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Although we will say 
I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I And I've stayed at all of these hotels on multiple occasions. I don't think I've ever used the internal bus loop. No. no. I and see they, them all the time. But I don't have patience. I just, yeah. just want to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just walk. And I feel, I feel like I, it used to be, and I could be wrong about this, but it used to be that you had to go to the front to get on the bus to go to the theme parks. But now they do, the theme park buses do go around the stops. So you may be on the first stop or the last stop. You may have, still have to go around like it's an internal bus, but then you go on to the theme park. So you don't have to transfer buses like it. Um, what it's dangerous to do that though if you do that the second or third day of your trip because certain parks go one way and disney springs goes another way the buses so you don't when you get on those buses be really sure you know what direction they're going in and that your bus stop may be the first stop if you're going to the magic kingdom and then you continue on to other resort bus stops but if you're going to Disney Springs, it may be the last one and you get on the bus and now you're just going. So you want to just, I, that's like that at Saratoga Springs too, where um, the theme park resort, but the theme park buses go around the resort one way and Disney Springs goes around another way. So you need to know what part of the loop your particular stop is at. So you can do that. Certainly if you see a Magic Kingdom bus come get on and then just get off at the next bus stop, but it may not stop where you want it to go. So you, you kind of have to know the routes before you can do that. Hmm. Um, and then it's also a good point that depending on where your particular closest bus stop is in the loop, um, you may be waiting a while because that first bus stop could have tons and tons of people that were waiting for that Magic Kingdom mm -hmm. bus and it could mm -hmm. be full by the time it gets to yours. So you may be waiting one or two more buses to show up to the resort and right. Disney's getting better at it. You know, they have those digital um, wait times and, and screens that tell you they have people monitoring when the buses are getting full and things like that, but they don't know how many people are going to be showing up at any given time. So right. that's yeah. just, that's kind of a drawback of a larger resort with the multiple bus stops because you could be at the last stop and yours is just full. Um, in which case it, it, this has happened to me many times. It's infuriating because you just want to go to the parks, but you've now spent 30 minutes waiting for a bus to come. Yeah. 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 But we should also mention, you know, I mentioned it briefly earlier, but the Skyliner is now an alternate transportation option for uh, Caribbean beach yeah. and only Caribbean beach, right? Not Coronado, just Caribbean right. beach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so one thing I don't, I didn't want to forget is that both uh, Caribbean Beach and Port Orleans Riverside have quite a few activities. I mean, all the resorts have activities, um, but like they'll have fishing at Port Orleans Riverside and just different things that you can do. They have that um, boats. I'm not sure if you can rent the boats besides the fishing there, but, um, you know, it's just a lot of fun. Some, some other yeah, activities. They have big marinas that have, yeah, yeah you can do fishing boat rentals. And I think you yeah. can rent a pontoon boat. Um, yeah. They don't have the water mice okay. like the deluxe resorts do, yeah. but they do have boat rentals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, a, so that's a lot of fun. It just gives you something extra on your rest day that we always recommend that you take, you know, it's catch and release fishing. So, um, that's it's just cute. I it's cool. love that at Riverside. I will say Riverside is my favorite of the moderate resorts. I think the theming there is just really wonderful. But like you said, the fishing, it's not just like you can do you can rent the boats and do one of the fishing tours or they have the, the cane pole fishing just off the dock, mm -hmm. like as if you're, you know, in the old south and you're just sitting your huck fin sitting on the dock, which I, I think is delightful. Um, they have the carriage rides that go around mm -hmm. the Port Orleans resorts at night, yep. which is 
super romantic. I love that. Um, but there, there's just a lot of extra things to do there. You know, they still do the pool parties that the value resorts do, and they still do the movies at night. In fact, I feel like they were one of the first resorts that were doing it were the moderates. Um, but there's, there's more. So they may have, you know, the s'mores night out by the fire pit, um, which I feel like uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge actually started that. But now the moderate resorts do that and they have different activities themed to these resorts, which is really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and the, the other resort that I feel like we should mention at some point, and I guess this is the best section to mention it in, is uh, Fort Wilderness. Because the cabins are considered moderate resorts. Oh, we completely forgot about the cabins. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. Um, I don't. It's, it's a resort, but it's not a resort. Like, it's like the so different child of the. Yeah, neighbors. yeah. <laughs> so the so for those of you who don't know, the um, Fort Wilderness is a campground, and it has camping um, po- spots that you can campsites that you can put your put your, put an RV there. You can tent camp if you want. You can, there's a lot of it's the campground is enormous but then they have some cabins that they built that are they sleep up to six guests and they are those cabins are considered moderates mm-hmm. um i guess because of the pool and the fact that it has a few restaurants there i'm not really sure why they're considered moderates they are great for um if you want to camp but don't ha- don't want to rent your own um, RV or have an RV. Um, they sleep up to six guests. They have a, a fold-out sofa. They have a queen bed and bunk beds. The downside is they only have one bathroom, mm-hmm. but they have a full kitchen. So, you know, you're and taking you one with the other. But. your own deck with, a, like, a little charcoal grill on it. That's so you table, can, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like, it really – camping. I will say I love – the campground i love it and if i'm gonna stay there it's gonna be in a cabin because i am not camping however um it, it is an entirely different vacation in my mind i you don't feel like you're at walt disney world and yes you're still gonna go to the theme parks but it the sheer size of this place and it being a campground kind of forces you to slow down so um you they have internal buses that take you to the different amenities of the the campground however most people rent a golf cart whether that's through disney or the campers that come down come you know for weeks at a time right like these are professionals that you know they're snowbirds from the northeast so in the the winter months like all the campsites are booked full there and they bring their own uh golf carts and that's how people get around they either have bikes or golf carts. You can rent both from the bike barn, conveniently called. Um, and that's how people get around. And so, you know, if you want to go to the pool, people are on their bikes and there's a billion bike racks and you're going to pull up and see them all kind of like just docked there. So it, it's a very different vacation. You feel like you're back home, your local campground in the woods and like the kids are in, you know, like it's summer camp. Almost, you know what I mean? Everybody's kind of just running around yeah. and having a good time. Um, it's it's very relaxed. It's very laid back. And I, quite honestly, I have the best time every time I go there. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. They have uh-huh. um, several several restaurants. That's where the Hoop-Dee-Doo Review is. Um, Trails, Trails End. End. Um, Trails End is, by the way, it's great. the greatest hidden gem on Disney yeah. property. Yeah. It is one of the best values. The food is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Really um, good. It's a buffet at dinner, 
Um, I feel like lunch, the last time I went, lunch wasn't a buffet. They may have changed that now, but it, the quality of the food is fantastic. Right. Yeah. yeah. It shares a kitchen with Hoop Juju Review. So the fried chicken that you get at Trails End is the same fried chicken you're getting at the Hoop Juju Review. And I love it. It's it's like in a little old log cabin across the way from the general store, which still has resort specific merchandise. I love it. But they yeah. have, um, you know, a walk up window if you wanted to grab pizza. They have Crockett's Tavern right next to Trails End. So if you wanted to go in for a cocktail, a drink before your dinner, you can. Or you can walk up to the window and get your cocktails. They have a really great like Lynchburg lemonade, um, and they have um, the the wooden rocking chairs on. On the covered front porch and you can just sit there and it's like it's of another time and I love it so much it is you not can, a typical Disney vacation yeah you can also do the carriage rides there um yes at, at and they still have a Segway tour at Fort Wilderness mm-hmm. it's the only yeah. one it's the only one left kind of an uh, off-roading do, one too yeah at Halloween they do Halloween like a uh, Sleepy Hollow themed tours. They also yep. do a Sleepy Hollow um, showing in the barn. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that this year because they're redoing the barn though. Um, they do a Christmas themed one because like I mentioned before, all those guests who come for weeks at a time, I'm not That's kidding. Insane. I have clients that I just booked for three and a half weeks because um, this is what they do, but they yeah. go insane. They, it's so fun. Christmas so decoration. Like, yeah. but, like, I almost feel like Sarah, this is you when you retire. Like this I've is where all I, of your- other than Other than the camping part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they like, like deck their no, RVs to the nines, like Griswold Clark Griswold yeah. on steroids. Yeah. And they take then Fort Wilderness has these uh, um, carriage rides that you can, um, you know, purchase a ticket on and go and see all these decorations, which is fantastic. Uh, but then also there's the marina there where you can do the pontoon boats or the the water mice. Um, By the way, have- I don't know if I even told you guys this, um, but we did the water mice on our last trip. In November, Sean Ryan and I did them. The most fun I've had in I don't even I know. I love them. Are you? I have someone. I have. I have video of me and Copley on a water my like yeah. a water mouse around the Magic Kingdom, and it's I love so them. much fun. They're fantastic. So yeah. much fun. Um, but one thing I want to say about the cabins, about just the way the 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 bed setup is, is it is interesting to me that the bunk beds. So there's a bedroom that has a queen bed and then the bunk beds and then the there's a pull-out sofa in the living room where you sleep two more people so I I don't know for me I almost feel like I wish the bunk bed I wish it were just set up a little bit differently because like I don't know if I I would just I would just do it differently that's all (laughs) I guess they figured mom and kids and mom dad and the kids in the 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 bedroom and grandma and grandpa in the living room yeah Yeah. I don't know yeah it it used to be a Murphy bed in the living room and then a few years ago they refurbished all the cabins and they put in a sofa bed which I don't understand why you do that a Murphy bed is so much more comfortable than a sofa bed but that's what I did we were down there for a tour and I think you guys were on the same trip too and we all walked into the living room and went wait what did you do yeah (laughs) why would you do that Yeah. yeah Yeah, we stayed there one time years ago and it was my husband and I in the bed and then um his sister and a friend in the bunk beds and then my in-laws on the Murphy bed. And, uh, you know, it, it was kind of crazy cause it was six adults, but it worked out and we had a really good time. <laughs> but you know, if, if even with six adults and sharing one bathroom and things like that, it didn't feel that cramped. It felt like we had plenty of space for four or five nights. I don't remember how long we stayed, but you know, we had, 
we had plenty of room. So it was a lot of fun. And I would recommend those cabins. They're, they're really cool. Okay. Oh, and going back just really quick, I want to touch on this because it's unlike anything that any Disney hotel has for some activities. Like I mentioned, the bike barn, you can go there and rent, you know, different bikes and scooters and things like that. That's where you can, oh, you can rent canoes. Uh, they also have a dog park for those of you that are actually camping. Um, there are archery lessons that I, I don't know how much they cost, but it's like a three hour thing where you learn to shoot arrows, which is a lot of fun. They do have that Segway tour. They also have horseback riding. So you can go on a trail ride through the property, which is amazing. Um, so there's just, there's a lot, a lot to do there. And even if you're not staying there, I would take an afternoon and kind of just wander around, go see the horses in the barn. Um, if you're lucky, you'll see the Cinderella ponies getting their bath, you know, before a wedding or something. It's just, it's really really sweet i love yeah. it there yeah did we miss anything we talked about transportation and the rooms and the food and the activities um what are your favorite moderate resorts i like french quarter yeah yeah french quarter french, french quarter's my favorite i that still is. love my riverside yeah, yeah, I like, I just love the theming of French Quarter. Mm -hmm. I love all the wrought iron. I love the flowers. I love those ridiculous alligators playing instruments. <laughs> I love the, I love the food court. I love scat cats. I just, I, I love the greeters. This is the other thing that I love. The greeters at the moderate, some of the moderate resorts. Um, I don't remember if Coronado and Caribbean Beach have greeters, but at, at, uh, French Quarter in particular, there's almost always like a greeter there that's like mm -hmm. handing out beads or coins yeah. or just got this very sort of Mardi Gras feel to it. Yeah. And I love it, so. Have you guys ever seen the um, the housekeeping at French Quarter? They kind of do their own little Mardi Gras parade, especially mm -hmm. oh, on yeah. Mardi Gras. But like yeah. every, occasionally they'll just like in the mornings do their own little parade, which yeah. I love. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So, yeah, we would love to hear what your favorite moderate resorts are or have you not stayed there? What has been holding you back? Um, or is there one that you're trying on your next trip? We would love to hear because this podcast has now gone ridiculously long. <laughs> <laughs> but I blame the news. There was so much news. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week and we'll continue the series. We'll talk about the deluxe resorts. Um, and for our Patreons over on our Patreon Extra, we are going to be talking about our Christmas lists this year. What is on our wish list? What are we hoping Santa leaves us under the tree? I am the only one that is prepared that I have an actual list throughout the year where I add things. <laughs> but so for our Patreons, that'll be coming up for you next. And as always, thank you so much for supporting us. Oh, Sarah's waving her hand at me. I just want to make sure that everybody knows that um, next week will actually be our last episode of 2019. We're going to take the last couple of weeks of the year off to spend time with our families and travel and enjoy the holidays. So we have one more episode left. That's going to be the deluxe resort episode. And then we will be back on Wednesday, January 8th for uh, the 2020 series. Yay. Yay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, ladies. Bye. Bye, everyone.